0: G'day folks. It is the coach here and we are talking about corn blood for the blood God. Oh, I forgot my hat. Damn it. Damn it. It's I've fine. got these little, I've got, no, 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 no. I've got a hat. I've my, one of my favorite bands is corn, uh, as in like the, the nineties rock band corn. And like most of the time I wear my corn hat as a little play on words. And I've just realized, oh crap, I haven't got corn. I did bring my Uzo. I'm with Con here, by the way. Con is a, a legend when it comes to corn. And it's probably a crime that I haven't had him on the channel. So I've got my shot of Uzo to say, oppa. <laughs> and i got Con here. And we're going to talk all things corn in third edition. Um, cor- talk to me, man. Talk to me. How, how, yeah. how are you finding corn? And maybe give people a, a bit of an introduction on yourself because I love corn. I have sure played against them many times, but not third. So I don't know mm-hmm. what's really changed for you.
1: All right. Uh, good day, everyone. Uh, greetings from Sweden. Um, I like the corn part because it sounds like corn a little bit. And people know me probably as Paint for the Paint God on uh, Instagram. From the the guy that makes these these ones. Probably seen them on Twitter or Instagram yeah. or. There,
0: your your hobby is awesome. Your hobby is just such a pleasure to watch.
1: Cheers, yeah, that's so cool. Um, it's great to hear. I need to say that um, I'm from Greece, so when I'm excited, my accent comes up. And talking about corn is very exciting, so you're going to hear quite a few strong uh, consonants there. But uh, yeah, I've been playing corn basically ever since I started Warhammer, which is not that long ago. Was probably when Shadespire came out. And when Shadespire came out, my brother, always the Paladin, wanted to play with the blue guys. So it was the Defenders, the Stormcast. And there was Garrick's Reavers, which was the Blood Reavers uh, warband. I'm like, all right, they look cool. And I obviously I knew War- Warhammer, but I didn't actually play. I was more of a D&D guy while growing up. So uh, in the tender age of 27, I got into Warhammer, and I'm now very deep into it. People ask me, do you play Warhammer 40K? I'm like, I play sort of 40K. I've paid more than 40K about it. Hope my wife doesn't watch this. So it's just Age of Sigma for me. And when we say Age of Sigma, we're basically talking corn. Uh, Love at first sight. I don't know what to tell you. So- you are the corn guy. You are the corn guy.
0: You eat, breathe, sleep. I'm in a couple of uh, chats with you. Um, you're in my discord and all you talk about is corn. Like corn could be the worst army in the world and you're always list teching, which is again, why I absolutely had to have you on the channel talking a bit about corn and getting your experience. And I'm sure we're going you know, to acknowledge the pink elephant in the room, and that is some fancy pants, expensive model that people are loving in Reapers of Vengeance. And people talk about this big guy. I don't. I, I can't remember his name. Was it? No, not GoTrek. It's like, uh, yeah. Sir,
1: not uh, appearing in this film. Basically, that's his base, and he broke off. He just he left. So we will talk. Yeah. We will
0: talk Archeon, but uh, we were talking as yeah. well before the show that you know. Is there a world where Archeon doesn't exist and you don't need to take Archeon? And I think the answer is no. There's certainly a yep. lot of power. There's a lot of power in Archeon, but you're putting a lot of points in Archeon. So we've actually got two lists that will kind of show off where you're thinking from a Blades of Corn third edition. And um, I know you've tapped into a little bit of the keywords as well. You've gone into Corn um, Across Slaves to Darkness as well as Blades of Corn. Mm-hmm. So mix and match oh, how you want. But um, what got you into Corn out of all the Chaos Gods? So you you've obviously talked about the you know the the starter box, but mm-hmm. you might have gone you know the starter box is great, but you got Zench over here, you got Slanesh mm-hmm. over here. Why did you de- dedicate yourself to this one of the five Chaos Gods? Yes, Gaven, I'll count you as a Chaos
1: God. Mm. Uh, well, when we when we began playing, uh, we had the starter set, the first one, the Stormcast versus Corn. So it was. Um... Basically, I had to choose between Stormcast and Corn, and I started reading into it. I have to say, Corn has the worst PR in the game, definitely. I heard them being—I heard them be called the boring God, which maybe appears so, but it's not. Also, this macho, strong, uh, bulging muscles, very damaging—that's also not it. Uh, basically, Corn has a very has a a bit of a PR problem. Because they're not as strong as they appear. They don't deal as much damage. They're not fast. They are not uh, charging and running. But what you do have is a lot of choices. And it is a mind-taxing game, which is why I think Archeon came as a godsend, because it's half your army. So it's not as mind-taxing. Yeah, You play with giants. You know how it is. Three, four, six units, six models. That's it. Great. And so... What I found with corn is that it's definitely not a beginner's army and definitely not now in 3.0. Uh, you need to be able to think ahead quite a lot. You need to know exactly how your army works and where you need to stand so you get your buffs, you get your ours, you get your bubbles. So many bubbles. And But here's the thing. Your opponent probably doesn't. So there are a lot of moments where your opponent says, hmm, I wonder what this does, and then they realize what it does, but then it's too late. Because in Warhammer, you don't really play the game as much as your opponent. Uh, in theory, everything is great. Man, math hammering stuff is quite fun to do, but when you play the game, there are no takebacks. As you said, it's a good lesson to teach. So I like that part about corn. It's very, there's a lot of strategy. There's no point and click. And that's what I actually enjoyed very i find it very strategic which is not part of it's not on the tin that's what i mean the pr issue i think
0: people expect corn to be like iron jaws where they're just like oh you like to run forward and when we started age of sigma in first edition i don't know if you had the pleasure of playing in first but there was this thing called Motor Host. it was the battalion that ruined most people's days because yeah. you'd have like 90 to 120 blood letters that could charge you in turn one. So you got this reputation of just getting into combat and punching people in the face early. But then with the blood tie, you're right. I notice that you do have a lot of thinking because, and hopefully this kind of gets fixed in a in a in a very, very soon and in a newer book, but your blood tie isn't as forgiving as the other Chaos Gods you don't have the luxury of dropping three different options or, you know, the way that that kind of works. So you are really thinking and trading off. What is that one thing that I really need? I'd love to dispel with my blood tie, but I'm really Mm -hmm. going for this or is the summon really worth it? So
1: I I agree with you. You, There's a lot of thinking. Yeah. um, I had a discussion the other day where, what is the thing that makes you get attached to an army? attached to your army, and for me, it's blood type, definitely, because it's at the start of the hero phase and not your hero phase, which means that you get to do things in your opponent's start of the hero phase, and we're going to get to 3.0 in a minute, yeah. but when people say it's a boring army or you don't get to do as much, I'm thinking, well, you haven't actually read that much into it because the ability to be able to move or charge or attack in your opponent's start of the hero phase is is a godsend, which in this case it's literally a godsend. And I've always been saying that blood type, if blood type did not fully deplete uh, during uh, when you, whenever you use it, it would be super broken. That's my that's my feeling. Okay, that's okay. like if you think, let's say you have, let's say you gathered seven blood types, so it would be something, or or even you know, let's say eight. Which means, okay, start with your phase three. I move something across the table. Three more, I move across something, something across the table, and then you cast a spell and I dispel it. Mm-hmm. So that's three things in your opponent's hero phase. That would be a lot. Or three move, move, and then summon. That's a bit too much. I feel. I'm not saying that the other gods uh, summoning is not broken because right now, well, at least bent. Yeah. Talking about Zinch as it is right now. <laughs> Looking at you, Zinch, you need a new book. Yeah, or let's say Slanesh. I had a friend who played Slanesh and he was used to Karen Abacus, you know, the thing with the, you know what it is. So he had that next to him so he could count the, how many points, summoning points they have because of that. There's a lot of bookkeeping.
0: But, there's a lot of bookkeeping yeah. in the other armies but um Absolutely. you were mentioning you were mentioning the transition from 2nd to 3rd. To I don't want to kind of harp mm-hmm. too much on blood tie. Blood tie oh, is yeah. a great mechanic um definitely. Yeah, it is what it is. Um but it's good to hear that you you liked how it kind of is and if it changed and got improved, it's only a better. But sure, talk talk about third. Talk about third yeah. because I've seen your list tech in second. I've seen mm-hmm. your list tech in third, and we've got some lists to go through. And Hayden, the Elf Bros, already started talking about probably for me the one of the biggest surprises in third edition was the Corn Blo- uh, Demon Prince. I was surprised how generous that bubble was on the tabletop. Oh and yeah, like because I played it in second edition just before third edition came in. I had a tournament and I got to play Archeon and in Reapers with this demon prince and Mm -hmm. I could kind of avoid the demon prince because the board was really long, but now the board has changed. I'm like, you put that in the middle and it takes Mm -hmm. up a lot of the space. You can't get away with it. But before we talk about that, what are your thoughts on third edition? How do you think corners kind of come out of it? Mm -hmm. Is there some things that you kind of, you know, you've really
1: enjoyed, like talk to me about your third edition experience so far. Well, I ain't going to lie, it's a kind of an uphill battle now because there are a few very, very strong nerfs that we're going to talk about. There are some that are quite apparent and some others that are hidden tech that got worse. Let's start by talking about the priests thing, the prayer thing. Corn uh, used to be able to do three prayers. So blood blessing, which usually was gain a blood tithe uh, or plus one to save or plus one to hit. These are the three most uh, useful ones. And then a uh, another prey from the war scroll, which is probably blood boil, which is the yeah. D six mortals, or blood bind, because blood boil deals damage, but blood bind wins games. You choose an enemy's uh, unit and you take them back four or five or six inches. I don't, and... do I don't think
0: anybody, anybody's really done that to me. I think most people yeah. go for the blood. Most people go for the blood boil against me, which may... sure.
1: The thing is, it actually. wins. Yeah, it wins. It wins matches because you literally remove people from objectives, yeah. or you make space for Archeon. And uh, that's what I've been doing. I had two priests in 2.0, bloodbind five inches, bloodbind five more inches, and then Archeon has a way to go over on the on the big pine. So, uh, bloodbind is again hidden tech. People don't think. People think priests. They think blood boil, which is okay. Yeah. It's D6 mortals. It's not not nothing, Uh, but like you said, the Demon Prince right now is probably the biggest winner in the book because it's 18 inches within and redeploy exists. So you will basically not get charged, probably not get charged by something if you don't want it to be charged. We'll get back to that. But still, 2.0 to 3.0. The thing about the prayers, it's huge. And people were like, yeah, but three prayers from one uh, unit was too much. And here I say, we have no shooting phase. Mm. And we have no spellcasters. We have one thing the prayers. That's the one thing. Because it's uh, sort of a joke I always make when I play with my buddies at the club. And I say, okay, done with movement. Now is the shooting phase. And we're done with the shooting phase in the same breath. So no shooting, no magic. We did have prayers. Now prayers got nerfed. To the ground because um, the judgments FAQ pending they yes. still disappear on a 5 plus at the end of the round which they kind of forgot about it they basically forgot about it. they ba- they forgot to delete it, that's the thing so the new invocations rules, they kind of half wrote it now so it's not actually written well if they take away the 5 plus, they're going to be okay, especially the skulls we'll, yeah, we'll see how as, it goes we'll see how it goes, yeah I, I
0: do want to just put a caveat on what you said yeah. around the, the the prayer nerf. And I will say that while it is a change to from second to third, it's also consistent across the game. So it's not like corn got picked on. You know, no. Daughters of Cain, which is the army that I'm currently playing, has the exact same rules. I can't activate the avatar of Cain and cast, you know, do do another prayer. So, um, but it, do, yes. it does hurt. I, like, I, I appreciate that it does hurt, but know that other people who are doing prayers also had mm-hmm.
1: the same thing thing is with daughters of Cain, you have a super fast army and you have lots of rend you we corn uh, has no rend and you also have spells and mortal wounds and power i'm projection. just saying i'm just saying prayer to prayer i'm just saying like the yeah i prayer. get it i get it but they basically nerfed it i don't know in response to an upcoming book maybe because that is it as it is right now it it's really it the the army is hamstrung in that sense So getting back to 3.0, how does corn play? You charge. You charge in very, very careful bubbles, having thought ahead from a previous turn, how are you going to move? You have to think about the double or not. So you have to make different contingencies in your brain. And now redeploy exists. So your charge has gotten worse and also unleash hell exists, which we don't, actually have, we cannot actually use because of the lack of shooting. There are very few things that can have uh, shooting in corn. You probably but wouldn't your spend opponent a command does.
0: point. You probably wouldn't spend a command point. No. And for anyone no. who doesn't know what we're talking about, folks, um, your opponent can spend a command point. So redeploy allows a unit to um, move D six inches so they can move mm-hmm. back or move forward um, or they can move to the side and go onto an objective. And then Unleash Hell is um, they can shoot basically when they're charged, um, but they shoot with a minus one to hit penalty. So um, if your Bloodthirster, for example, charges into a unit of KO or, you know, a unit of, you know, Lumineth shooters or whatever it might be, they're going to get an opportunity to shoot at you and probably do some damage to you before you actually start
1: swinging. Yeah. And also I was thinking that... um... People say, "Yeah, but now priests can unbind." Well, the thing is that slower priests could already unbind. It's in the war scroll. We we got nothing out of there. Or you deal one mortal wound to another priest. What? Why? Mm. Okay, sure. You did it for five rounds, and you dealt five damage. So, at any, at any rate, um,
0: what else? But you've got mo- like you've got 3. monsters, 2? right? Like like for example, right? You got um, you've got Do you got know? monsters.
1: Well, I mean,
0: well, I mean, you have
1: bloodthirsters. That's it. There, there are no other monsters in corn. In pure corn, we're talking here. No, yeah, yeah. But what I was going to say was,
0: you have battle plans now that are giving you uh, additional points for having monsters with like battle tactics, for example. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's where I was going with that. Is that you've got some tools with battle tactics, so you're being rewarded. Um, Obviously, we've got the grand strategies. You've had your, uh, you've lost uh, war scroll battalions. But we've gained a new set of core battalions.
1: Haven't even touched that. Let's talk about battalions. That, that,
0: that's that's where I'm leading you to. I'm like We've got all these. Yeah, other you're stuff right. You're happening. absolutely
1: right. There's so much. We have won some stuff. I want to. I want to leave them the positive for the end. There are quite yeah, a cool. few. People. All right. Uh, so battalions. Uh, Gore pilgrims. That's gone. So that was that was bad because there were no taxes in it. It was just blood reavers and blood warriors. And the blood Secretator and the slaughter priest, which is basically uh, your basic list, and it was a huge bubble of 24 inches where your opponent was, had to reroll their successful casting, which is great, and you have a plus one attack. And the thing about corn is that how I see corn is it's a book of great allegiance abilities, the allegiance abilities that win matches, the ability to move or charge or fight in the opponent's ear face, and you know, at the start to that. And also summon and get rerolls and all that and the prayers. And they are basically wasted on weak, uh, weak war scrolls. That's why I'm very much looking forward to a new chaos, a piece of chaos book. And I'm not looking forward at all to the new to a new slaves of darkness book. Don't touch that they, book. Well, Don't touch they, that book. Leave that they, there. Well, there's yeah. another
0: update. You've got you've you've you now got access to. In the past, you you had to take a specific battalion in Beast of Chaos,
1: uh,
0: or, or the, the way the Beast of Chaos worked in marking was really bizarre. But now, you know, you've, you you have gained access to the Beast of Chaos. I just wanted to call out before you continue this really mm-hmm. good comment from Martin Almighty, which talked about while it's a little bit harder to get into charges with things like redeploy. The board size has changed, and your deployment zones are a little bit closer than than in the
1: past. So, um, true, you, I agree. But the thing, thing is you that you have some. Yeah, r- yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, the thing about corn is that you need to charge. There's nothing else to do but charge, and you have to do it the best way possible. And the thing about about beasts of chaos, yes, now you can bring them in, which is great, and. Uh, I see Gloden said that bring five priests and shoot them off in one turn. You can only use one prayer per turn. You can only use the one prayer. You cannot cast the same prayer again and again. That's why I said one mortal wound. That's the thing. You cannot uh, redo it. You used to be able to. Two blood boils. Three blood boils. Whatever you want. Not not anymore. Uh, beast of Chaos, as I said. Well, you know that beast of Chaos is quite a weak uh, book in terms of how it works, but there are quite a few good War Scrolls in there, That's and again, looking forward to the new book. And as for slice of Darkness, they used to be uh, and still are our best bet in competitive gaming, and I'm not just talking about Archeon, but they used to be able to be generals and battle line. Not anymore. You cannot yeah. do that anymore. So that's kind of sad because it bites in your uh, points, in your 2,000 points, and we're going to see the the list later but marauders and knights uh, were basically invaluable and marauders used to be battle ends well so marauders
0: now used to be 20s right now they're down to 10s
1: 10 20 or you can no longer have 30 in corn yes. because they're not they're only in slaves but 20 or 40 maybe 40 was an overkill in corn but 20 is still fine there's st- they still work that's that's a good thing
0: I was uh, around in the day, so you could, you could, you used to be able to do um, Marauders at 60s at one stage.
1: Um,
0: I Jeez. was there. I was there. When, when <laughs> marauders could be done 60, and it, just, it was no. ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. But in 2.0, in Slaves 2.0, they got uh, amazing. Everyone to the point that they sort of become a negative play experience for some. Yes, that was my and next point. And I was, uh, was going to call out.
0: So yeah. Pat Nevin and Pat Nevin's been on the channel in the past. A great corn player, uh, absolutely yep. love having him on the channel. But he's made a really good point. You might want to might want to share it, Con.
1: Yeah, people basically can destroy your faction terrain now, and thing is they should because it allows you to reroll prayers, which is amazing, and reroll player play, uh, prayers from the war shrine as well, which is favors of whatever god you want. You can use on your slaves of darkness units. So that is great that we're still able to do that. And that's why horse shrines are even now at 185. They're a bargain. They're an amazing uh, unit. Um, let's talk a bit of positives now. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, like, cool. We've, we've yeah. set the scene of like what you need to anticipate. Mm-hmm. And it's not all doom and gloom. There is some good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm no, glad that no. you've like set the scene. Like The people who have stayed on to listen to this are now committed. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, yeah, we've gotten sure. through the, the tough stuff.
1: All right. Uh, let's begin by saying um, the biggest winner is uh, again, it's Blood Tithe. It must be Blood Tithe. It's specifically Blood Tithe 3. Because you again, you win the game by playing your opponent, and your opponent is probably not that uh, dedicated to understanding how Corn works, because like we said, Corn is boring. corny only charges uh, Barbarians and all that. The thing is, uh, in the last tournament where I played in all three matches, I denied four battle tactics throughout three matches. So it happened once in two games and twice in another game because your opponent declares at the start of their hero phase that they want to kill your general or kill a monster or kill a battle line unit. And they need to decide that. And you're like, cool, move back. So I did that every single time. And my opponent was like, huh, right. And then they try to come closer and like, nope, redeploy. And then they try to charge, and the Demon Prince is there. So they cannot actually charge. And that happened four times. That thing wins matches. It even wins tournaments. Like that I played the against Gravelords. Yeah, the Demon Prince that... tried to kill him. He can get in the Skull Altar now. You have minus one to hit, plus one to save. You can give him the five plus ward. The Demon Prince is, along with Archeon, the most viable units in corn. If they have a supporting cast, of course.
0: I don't I don't say many units are must includes, but I feel like Corn right now with that Demon Prince yeah. is a must include. Like it's so definitely. good. It's so good. Um and it's definitely yeah. one of the one of the actual models that deserves to have the amulet of destiny, um, with the with the five up ward save because sure. it, it will be a target. And the great thing about it being a target is if you take down the demon prince. Okay, you kill the Demon Prince, mm-hmm. you're not targeting mm-hmm. Bloodthirster, Archeon, Belakor, whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, if you ignore True. it, your charges and your runs have just become a whole lot harder. Mm-hmm.
1: So how many things can actually kill uh, the Demon Prince right off? Because, again, you need to attack by, obviously, by ranged attacks. And, again, he's in the Skull Altar, so basically that 18-inch radius radiates from the Skull Altar, which is quite big. And there's a minus one to hit on him. There's a plus one to save on him. Uh, someone can actually help here. If you have, uh, like, say, ten blood rivers next to the sculptor, do you get another minus one to hit because of lookout, sir? So mm-hmm. I don't know if Garrisonable units I can actually get the lookout, sir, which means that even your if your opponent gets a plus one, it's still minus one. Mm-hmm. So and the five plus, as you said, as you said, there's a skull shard mantle. Which is a two plus spell shrug, which is quite a strong artifact. It is, it's the obligatory one in Reapers of Vengeance, yeah. which is a two plus shrug. It's great, but I think the five plus is better on the Demon Prince. Demon Prince is by far your most valuable asset. I and think a
0: lot, a, lot, a lot of people, because they're not so the two plus shrug is going to be great with some of the armies that are strong in the meta right now, especially sure. things like Lumineth, right? Like yep. you can't stop Lumineth. They're so powerful. So having a <laughs> two plus shrug is great. But then because of that, you're finding people are avoiding having a reliance on magic, especially the ones that don't have really strong, strong casters. So they're not mm-hmm. going all in on magic. So by having the, something like the, the, um, the amulet of uh, destiny, you do get a bit more flexibility to be able to deny not just spells, but also yep. mortal wounds and wounds outside of that. So sure. I, I, do, I prefer the
1: versatility. Yeah, plus the Demon Prince attacks first. He fights at the start of the of the combat phase, and in Reapers you can have him pile in twice, which is great. So you pile in twice with your Demon Prince, and they they fight twice, and then your next unit fights again. So you'll be able to attack three times before your opponent fights, which can actually take out some maybe some key units. Maybe. And so the thing is, there's is so much stuff that you need to take care in your mind to be able to play corn, which is why I think it's a very, very bad choice as a starter's army, the way it is right now in 3.0. But the thing is, because we used to we are used to playing at the start of the hero phase. Because of blood type, and that jump to 3.0 heroic actions and all that is actually quite not that big a leap for uh, some a player, a player's, a corn player's uh, brain. So it's not that bad. I actually like it, and i I found that the faction terrain being able to be destroyed with a three up. I haven't had that done yet because, again, in theory you can do it, but are you going to have so many monsters next to it, and that, that's what they're going to do?
0: so you're right right, you're right you're right because initially i thought that i'm like oh i'm gonna monstrous rampage the hell out of faction terrain but most armies don't have that many monsters and when i can stomp when i can roar or i can smash to rubble yeah. Smash to rubble is my third option. Obviously, there's a there fourth option as well. But, there you but go. I wanna I wanna unless unless all of the things in my range are like hunters of the heartland and I can't actually deal any any monstrous rampages, mm-hmm. then yeah, I want to do a, a mortal wound stomp. I want to stop you from issuing a command point, A command, you know, issuing or receiving a command. They're just so mm-hmm. much better. So oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, totally agreed. So I think that us being able to do things at the start of the hero phase, even if your opponents, is great because you are able to deny tactics. And that's how, I think that's how you win games in 3.0, by denying tactics. It's so important. Yeah, And so, the thing is that, I, like I said, there are great allegiance abilities, but not that good units, which that's where you get uh, Slaves of Darkness in. And Chaos Knights are amazing. They have like people think more Guard are great, and they are, it's true. The uh offensive eels, but chaos knights on the charge buffed can actually deal more damage than them. And to uh, buffing slaves' darkness is point and click, uh, in contrast with corn, which is auras like corn is built. I feel that 2.0 book is. They made everything smaller, like eight inch. I like couldn't couldn't corn's whole number be like nineteen or something or seventeen or whatever. <laughs> they with the thematic with the You go
0: from, like, yeah, yeah, from like yeah, maybe yeah. maybe maybe, maybe <sighs> there'll be a
1: time where you will be less holy yeah. within. Um, but like, yeah, you have things like uh, the Bloodstalker, which is an amazing unit. We're going to talk about later. By far the the best and most inconspicuous uh, character we got. Is it allows you to reroll uh, wounds, get plus three to run, and get plus three to charge, and that's until your next movement phase. So let's get a scenario where uh, Bloodstoker with his best pal Archeon. I know we're not going to talk too much about Archeon. I don't know how, why are we at a, such a high level as corn players because I've been talking about corn players and they said, ah, oh, don't talk about Archeon, He's too good. Like so, are we actually giving ourselves a penalty? Anyway. But let's see Archeon. It, it,
0: it, it's an interesting yeah.
1: question. because And I think we're, yeah.
0: we the, the, the reason we mentioned we're not going to spend too much time on Archeon is we put a, a question out to the, the Facebook group and said, hey, do you want to hear a lot about uh, Archeon or not? And I think mm-hmm. the general consensus is that everyone who's talking on the internet, the talking heads are, are, are all talking about Archeon. It's Archeon yeah. and uh, and Kairos, Archeon and Bellacore, Archeon and mm-hmm. some type of little combination. And yeah. I think there might be a little bit of internet tiredness to go. Well, what else sure. is out there outside of Archeon? So yeah. Archeon is definitely strong. Probably yeah. one of the strongest units in the game right now. You probably put them on the pedestal next, along with Trek. Those two units together are probably leading the meta right now, and they're the big bads. Mm-hmm. Um, and they certainly synergize well. And you'll and we've got you've yeah, got that's any one why of yeah,
1: great allegiance abilities, bad units. So when you have a great unit with great allegiance abilities. Uh, we're just gonna go through the scenario. It's a very, very corner case, but doesn't have to be. So let's say Archeon gets stoked by the Bloodstoker. This is gonna take a minute. So he moves fourteen inches. Forward. Let's just bring up the list. Like if you talk yeah, sure, go ahead. Monster, go ahead. If you're, if go ahead. you're
0: talking Blood Stokers and you're talking Archeon, they feature yeah. in one of the two lists. So yeah. why don't we True. just actually let's bring talk. that up? Let's
1: talk about the tournament list.
0: Could, yeah, I think that would probably yeah, make sure. sense. So keep yeah. keep going. So here's the list. Right. Um, there we for go. For people who can't uh, see the list because they're they're watching us on a podcast or something, mm-hmm. it's Reapers of Vengeance is the first one. It's not the only list. There are, are we, I think,
1: you'd go tied there. There's one up. more, and we're going to talk about uh, another one uh, just without print. It's fine. Cool. So this so, one wh- is four heroes and three uh, Blood Reavers, three times 10 Blood Reavers, which is your battle line. You have 20 more orders and two war shrines. That's it. That's 10 units. It's 10 drops. It used to be four, but after my last tournament, where I actually didn't use Archeon, uh, I went to 10 because it doesn't matter if you go first or second. You can actually set up by with the idea that you're going to go second. And if you go first, even better. That's how, that's how it feels. So, anyway, in this uh, list, you have the Bloodstoker, which has the Mage Eater, which is basically uh, another Unbind, a Dispel which actually deals damage if you're all mate. An anyway. And your Aspiring Deathbringer, which is 85 points that give an aura of plus one attack for everything. Another good thing about corn is that Command Abilities got s- sort of nerfed. And now you're only able to give one, unless it's auras, and the Aspiring Deathbringer is an aura. So you can have a plus one attack and be able to do your Command Abilities, which is another nerf that we didn't talk about. You're not able to double pile in with as many Thirsters as you want. You can only do the one now. So you do it on the one that matters, which is, in this case, Harkion. And obviously you have the Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince with the Amulet of Destiny. We already talked about him. He's there to just sit in the Skull Altar. He's the monster under the stairs. He's there and stops everyone from charging. And when I say everyone, I do mean everyone. It is an incredible, incredible nerf um, debuff to have your opponent's charge. So the template reverse they are a screen and I have started to actually like them because it's 32 millimeter base. That's actually quite a big screen. And you can do the thing that you go seven and then three with a triangle. And when people say, but if you get one wound on them, you're going to lose five. And my answer to that is always, so you attack them and five survived. Amazing. Because they're, they will die. Like. It doesn't really matter. Okay, deal one wound. It means that you actually allowed my screen to exist for another round. Because they are, you look at them funny and they die. At any rate, uh, 20 Chaos Marauders with axes and Shields in Hunters of the Heartlands. Not being able to be roared upon is amazing, but that's for everyone. And then we have the War Shrines. The two War Shrines, one of them has Curse, and the other one has Blood Sacrifice, which is, again, it's Blood type. And Blood type, as we said, is a huge boom.
0: the army i want to i want to pause you there for a second because some keen observers in the chat um and i knew this was going to happen uh even though we asked it on the on the on the um the facebook group we did (laughs) ask this question and some keen observers have noticed that this is not a pure uh, blades of corn list um, it's a bit of a hybrid. I just, I want to, I want to get your thoughts and opinions on this. But you've, you've, you've obviously built a list, and you've got some yeah. things that have come from slaves, some mm-hmm. things that have come from blades of corn. Now, I guess a couple of questions was why would you go the keyword corn as opposed to just going faction specific only in the book? What do you mm-hmm. lose by say dropping some of the slaves units and bringing yeah, in, yeah. you know, blood letters or some sure. other type of unit? I guess. Mm-hmm. I obviously don't care. Like it's like I yes. said.
1: Like I said. First of all, as an immigrant, I'm like, I'm gonna quote Hamilton here. Say, immigrants, we get the job done. You bring people from outside and just add to your army. You don't take it out, and that's a, an amazing example here. Uh, there, we do have a list that is pure corn, but we just started talking about the tournament list, and this list can actually, I think it can go for one. I believe. Uh, like my last tournament with Corning 2.0, I did go on a 4 1 with uh, this one and only lost to Zinch Chains Host. And that was the pre FAQ. It was in those two weeks between uh, the coming out of the book and the new one. But still, we just got this one. We're going to go through it quite fast. And. And by the, the way, i got no issue. Is,
0: with, yeah. we, we've got no issue. By the way, I thought I think it's just worth acknowledging that mm-hmm. um, I can appreciate that there are some people that are really frustrated mm-hmm. because staying purely in Blades of Corn, and mm-hmm. I had the same I had the same feedback when I did some videos on on Slanesh. I remember um, was yeah. that was that going into the Slaves to Darkness was the most mm-hmm. competitive build. Um, cool. Yes, you could obviously go Demonets as opposed to Chaos Warriors and things like that. But I know there's a bit of frustration. But mm-hmm. I th- I think just because you've got the combination of books, the most competitive will be more of a corn keyword soup. Um, yep. But you obviously can I, tweak and, tweak and yeah. tailor this list of, appropriately if, if you only want it to be um, just
1: Blades of corn. Yeah, sure. You can do that. You can play Reapers of Vengeance with four Bloodthirsters and uh, Hounds and Flesh Hounds, which is uh, actually a really good army and right now you can go bloodlords, five bloodthirsters flesh hounds if there is any uh, room for the demon prince you bring him because he's not slave's darkness he's corn through and through i <clears throat> we have appropriated him and the thing is it's going to be a very fun army especially in gur and with bloodlords, now you have the commandable that says you fight with zero wounds yes And that also exists in Bloodlore. So you can have two different Bloodthirsters fighting at zero wounds, which is great. great. Uh, It's not my style of gaming. It's not my style of gaming. I I have one Thirster, and I don't even use him that much. I think I've played more than 100 games of Quorn before actually painting my Bloodthirster. So I don't really uh, have them. Yeah, we're going to talk about sleeper changes uh, with uh, all that. We're going to talk about units later. I'm just, I just—I wanted to... This is a tournament list that we can obviously talk about. But the thing that I wanted to talk about is the Blood Stoker. And in this case, it's with Archeon. So Bloodstalker is going to stoke Archeon and give him a plus three to charge, which means 14 inches of movement and then 2d6 plus three charge. Archeon is going to fight twice. And maybe if you get four Blood Tithe, he's going to fight in your opponent's hero phase. Start of the hero phase. That's the third attack. And in, in the combat phase, he's gonna fight two more times. And if you get doubled, he's gonna fight in the opponent's hero phase again. That's number six. And in the combat phase, two more pylon's. That's eight. We're not done. In your start of a hero phase, you're still stoked. That's nine. Again, it's two, it's way too much. But you are able to get a maximum of nine attacks where Archeon re-roll wound, rerolls wounds, because it stu- it, it, the buff ends at the start of your movement phase, not your hero phase. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, is amazing. Right. And you can do that on a lot of things, because getting plus three to charge means you deny your opponent uh, redeploy. You just sit outside of nine, and you have a plus four to charge, because most things have a plus one on themselves and a plus three. Huge. F- plus four is huge. So can I just
0: we can, can I just yeah. say can I just say narratively, it grinds my gears that I have a bloodthirster, a blood blood stoker cracking a whip at Archon or a Bloodthirster. I think for yeah. me, like narratively, like I know you guys use all the tools to win, but like yeah. just the idea yeah. of this cracking the uh the, the lord of the ever chosen like just yeah, the ever chosen and all that that's why my stoker times.
1: has you know has actually a actual stoker, like a flaming weapon, and he basically Touches them on the butt, and there they go. There they run away. Or chaos, like chaos knights, and all that. It's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, uh, uh, character to use, but he's super squishy. So, oh, by there's... the way, good, good, good,
0: good comment. You can't, you can't whip demons,
1: you can only, whip yeah, demons, but Archeon is, why... Archeon is, which, is which not, is not, yeah. Yeah, which works, yeah, only works perfectly. He's also mortal.
0: It works perfectly for Archeon, it doesn't work, and chaos
1: knights for... and skull reapers. Like... Not
0: blood. Skull force, Reapers
1: getting reroll wounds is amazing because they all re- roll hits. So Skull Reapers is an uh, expensive unit, but actually quite a good one where you can have reroll hits and wounds on them. And now that we do know that rerolls are quite of a rare commodity, it's quite good to have. You can even give it on Blood Reapers and maybe Core Type. They roll their hit rolls with one, and they can roll their wound rolls, and you can have like forty attacks on them. So yeah. I think that the Stoker is more like the cheerleader in the sense. Uh, because his whip doesn't work on Korgoraths, which is the biggest, the biggest, not the biggest, but there's so many wrongs in this picture. Like the Stoker came out to whip the Korgoraths, and now Korgoraths cannot get the buff in 2.0 because they lost the mortal uh, keyword. Or he used to be able to do it on everything, now he can only do it on mortals, so you cannot whip korgoraths. Sadness. Uh, but anyway. We, I wanted to talk about Bloodstalker, and that's why you got the tournament list, which we're not going to sit too much upon. I'm just going to say that I always take prize sorcery, which, which I find hilarious, because Archeon is yeah. a wizard. Archeon is a wizard. Was, so I would try scared. to kill him fully buffed in corn, and he's a wizard. So I'm thinking, well, since Khorne does not listen to our prayers, we're going to troll him a little bit by bringing in a wizard. So, I was going to say, like you're asking for it.
0: trouble. I remember, I remember one of the good players in Australia, Chris Welfare, yeah. brought in a. I remember he was running a corn list, and he brought in one of the gaunt summoners using the cheeky, mm-hmm. formerly um, oh. uh, the ever chosen. And I'm pretty sure corn punished him at this tournament because uh, he didn't yeah. do so well. And it's because he brought a spellcaster. Don't bring spellcasters into corn.
1: I mean, he doesn't like it. Like you have Archeon, and he will never get the Mystic Shield out because of the minus one from the Skull Altar. And if you have Blood greater you have to reroll if you succeed. And there's uh, the opponent's Unbind; it almost never works, but it's fine. It's all. I, it's, I guess the yeah. price,
0: the price sorcery really works here as well because mm-hmm. you probably, you know, the most common grain strategy that people are taking right now it appears to be hold the line, which is keep your yeah. units on, on the table. Which that's our is- next one. Yeah, and I guess it works counterintuitive to blood tie right you want models to, to die to obviously get your, your boost so you're mm-hmm. either gonna keep Arya alive and he's gonna go murderate the peasants or you're mm-hmm. going to you know gonna he's gonna die and probably your, your grand strategy falls over
1: He's not gonna die he doesn't <laughs> die in 3.0 he doesn't die because he heals a lot and there's yeah. so much you can buff him with your with the war shrines and you can buff him with your Priests and everything in the army, like the Bloodstalker and the Aspiring Deathbringer, the Bloodsecretor. Everything, everything, everything buffs him. Wrathbongers buff him. So there's too much. And I think... And you one of the asked,
0: to heal. Can the
1: Stalker yeah. use the ability on Archeon? Yeah, he's mortal. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so Reapers of Vengeance is the go-to, as it is right now, because like I said, I do like one monster in the army. So if we look at the next... The next uh, list is more about
0: Can I, can I just ask you yeah, one question sure. that might be burning, burning from people uh, before we transition? And it was the one that Go I ahead. asked you before we went live. you got mm-hmm. two war shrines. Now, I have not really seen people run two war shrines in a list. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you take two war shrines as opposed to finding a smaller, cheaper priest, have one war shrine, one priest, and mm-hmm. put those extra
1: points somewhere else? Sure thing. Uh, great question because it does need a bit of unpacking. Uh, War Shrines, first of all, they're great. They have a four up, 12 wound, It's a 12 wound force plus save, which means it can be a three plus save. They can give themselves reroll everything, reroll hits or wounds. They can also get plus one to save from their favors. And again, it's a three plus rerollable in corn in, uh, in because of the skull altar. And they deal two damage. Uh, per hit and they do have they have two different profiles so any pluses to attacks actually they do make them punchy and in my list there are two main um well let's say hammers it's Archeon and the marauders and Shrines can buff both in out of 18 inches which 18 inches doesn't exist in corn like it used to be with the 24 inches of blood square not anymore 16 inches is the biggest we can have, and it's holy within. So holy within 18 is actually great. You can have a um, you can have a war shrine, 10 inches away from Arkham and you can still buff it, or 12 inches in action. So that's why the war shrine is there. It, it hits well. It doesn't die. It's not like uh like your opponent says, oh here's the slaughter priest dead. Mm-hmm. You can no longer do that on the war shrine because it has a six plus after save. It has six plus ward, and 12 wounds, and so. You have blood sacrifice, which is uh, you deal D three mortal wounds on something that you own. It could be Archeon because you can shrug it, and you get a blood Tithe. We need to jump back on a huge nerf that happened in in corn. Our prayers no longer happen at the start of the hero phase. They use, you used to be able to cast or pray at the start of the hero phase, which means, which means you get uh, Solar Priest using Blood Sacrifice on Archeon, and you let's say you deal two mortal wounds, which is D3, it's on average. He has a four-up Shrug, so one mortal wound on average. That's at the start of a hero phase. You get a Blood type. You can now use that Blood type Mm. because it happens at the start of a hero phase. So maybe you had two, now you have three. You can move. You had three, now you have four. You can attack. Also, Archeon is going to Shrug it, afterwards you got him, you got one wound in d3 heal again at the start on the hero phase. that's what so you used to, to do be. It.
0: just 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 to clarify that's what yeah, it used, that you, you that used to 2. be yeah that was 2.0 now yes, yes. all
1: prayers all prayers happen in the hero phase. which again it's hidden tech that hurts us another thing that changes is that blood eye 3 used to be a normal move which meant run or retreat you can no longer retreat which was huge because you were in combat with something and maybe you lost your turn you got doubled or you lost the turn that you really wanted you were like okay retreat you're no no, no longer able to do that and, and that that's hurts, and that's, that hurts a lot. that's just
0: that's just the clarification there that um in the past you could um run or you could retreat and then run um in the olden days now that we've mm-hmm. separated move and retreat as a separate um As a separate action and run as well. So that just Mm -hmm. to clarify that language that happened in third edition, if you happen to miss it, that yeah, um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting because I guess I I don't you don't see two war shrines very often, and I guess well, that's
1: how yeah, I wanted to say that that's how you kill Gotrek. Well, that's how I kill Gotrek with two war shrines. You're able to do kill Gotrek. I've killed him three times out of three. Must be mentioned with three different opponents. So I think that. Again, you play your opponent. You don't really play the game uh, 100%. So there's a little bit of poetry going on here. So let's talk about it. Uh, Last game I played, Gotrek uh, had the first turn, so he ran forward. And one of our biggest pluses is that people think Gotrek is unkillable. So I do fear the opponent who knows that Gotrek can be killed. So they're being careful. Uh, at any rate, it was three blood ties to move the War Shrine in uh, within nine of Gotrek and within eight of the War Shrine and he got cursed which is a four up re-rollable. A four up is a 50-50, not in corn. Rerollable is huge. It's better than a three up. So it's not re so it's re-roll yeah. so yeah. there's a good chance you so get yeah, that off. He got cursed and then the other War Shrine which is, that's why you need it Gave favor of corn to my marauders, which means reroll hits and charges. Not that you need the charges, but anyway. And then the bloodstalker stoked them, which means they reroll wounds now and they get plus three to charge redundancy off the roof. And then the aspiring deathbringer moved at a correct, correct position to have his aura of 12, uh, 12 inch aura of plus one attacks. And then the marauders attacked him. They were outside nine, he could not redeploy. He didn't redeploy when the Shrine did it because it's in the hero phase. You cannot redeploy in the hero phase. No, you can't. There you go. So they sat outside of nine, and then they charged him, and double ones on their charges and 11, and they did not roll double ones. So you got, you got Gotrek wrapped by 17 Marauders, which is I went on tabletop simulator to see how many you can get within one inch, and the answer is 18. So, in a game of tabletop, you say 17, it's fine. And that is 17 marauders with three attacks each, plus one for the leader. That's 52 attacks. all kits and wounds, sixes deal mortals. So, you 52 in attacks? Addition. Yeah. Oh, he went all on defense. So he's on a two up. He's a three to a two. He's a three to a two, which I said, well, thank you for that because I forgot because you forget things in corn. There's so much stuff. I gave by my will, I gave death frenzy to my marauders, which means when they die, they attack again. And you can use that if your opponent uses a command ability. Yes. So 52, 52, 52 attacks. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't care. He could have a, like uh, ignore rent a thousand for all I care because it was 52 dice fishing for sixes and they steal in addition to damage, which was four up against a, a three up because he has a four up base. So anyway... They dealt 24 damage to him by those 52 attacks. And they actually killed him. They dealt 12, uh, 12 wounds after the three plus shrug, which is not that um, common. They should have done eight. So, you know, one out of three. Eight wounds will kill him. But let's say it was seven attacks, and Godric will have to attack back. That's because it's the combat phase. If he attacks back, he will kill a minimum of 10. Like a smart opponent will try to fail their hits and wounds. He can still deal, he still deals a minimum of 10 damage, which means kills 10 marauders, which means those 10 marauders are gonna attack back on death. That's 31 more dice. We're fishing for sixes. That's how I kill Gotrix three times, three separate games. Every single time he never dealt any wounds because in this one he died from the initial attack. So it's poetry because again. It's corn is teamwork. The thing with the PR again. It's not every man for himself. It's a team thing. And you need the immigrants, as we said. You need to bring them in. and need to do all yeah. the hard work. Yeah, and... I mean I mean people are like, No, this is corn soup. I'm like the allegiance abilities are there. We all serve the same God. Is like how I see it. Plus I said you want to be competitive, that's how you get competitive. Like you play against Gotrek or Morathi or Whoever, and you're gonna uh, penalize yourself. Why would you do that? Yeah,
0: I think I think I think it's like I think for for some some players, it's certainly a challenge to think about their army outside of this battle tome. And you know, mm-hmm. if you want, to, and it's it's like me as a cities player. And I'm not going to go too deep into my armies, mm-hmm. but I could, I could stay in cities of Sigma, or I could use my one in four into stormcast. Mm-hmm. If I play Tempest Eye, I can go one in four in KO. And I mm-hmm. can build the best list that I possibly can make with the combination of units. So I guess if mm-hmm. you want to do the best, um, then you want to probably tap into your beast of chaos, mm-hmm. tap into Wrath yep. of the Everchosen, tap into Slaves to Darkness. Um, but but the next list we're going to talk about in a
1: second is yeah. More I have to say blades. Sure, um, probably the second one or the third one. But I have to say, it says people. Ah, oh, sucks that half your army is slaves to darkness. I'm like, uh, nope. I'm good. I'm fine.
0: It's the same it's as good. like
1: it's like me taking
0: KO in my Tempest dialogue like cool yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some good units because I want the best result. Yeah. But if I just wanna go pure pure cities, then go pure cities. You do you um yeah. you know it's it's up to you how you exactly. wanna do it. You wanna and True. we've already talked about this. If you want to not have Archeon, take bloodthirsters. If mm-hmm. you don't want to run X, take you know don't marauders take bloodletters. Um, yeah. Stay
1: within the book. I think that a new Blades of Corn book is going to make more slaves to darkness units go away, and because the thing yeah, is I, the rerolls, it's such a huge boon to be able to get rerolls. But this one is more of a pure corn with a little bit of beasts of chaos because it's a new thing. So we need to uh, be able to see <laughs> it. A-
0: and I love it. I love the fact that yeah. you've got three bullgors in there. And and again, it's not like you put a lot of points into it. So again, if people don't want to go out and buy some Gore and some bullgor, mm-hmm. cool. Go buy some iron golems. Go go find some yeah. more blood uh, skull crushers. But your yeah. second list is a gortide list, which mm-hmm. you got hold the line. Um, yep.
1: Def- this and is blotter, definitely. See? This is yeah. This is definitely blades of corn. Oh yeah. Uh, with a little bit of uh, beast of chaos in, because I don't have any, I don't own any models and any beast of chaos models, uh, so I thought it would be fun to see. And there's quite a few interesting parts there. And again, I'm looking forward a lot to the new battle tone. So in this one, we again you have Bloodstalker and the Blood Bloodsacrieger, and you have a Slaughter Priest with Blood Sacrifice again, obviously, and you have the Wrath of Corn Bloodthirster on a five plus shrug. And the Demon Prince, because the Demon Prince is every corn list starts at uh, 1790 points. Now, uh, with him there, he's just sitting in the altar. And then you have the Mighty Skull Pressures, two times three, and 10 Blood Warriors. So your, your battle line units aren't going anywhere. So yeah. you have the Wrathmongers, which are again the cheerleaders. They even have the, the things that they move around, but they give plus one attack to everything within eight. But, again, there's five models in a unit, so it's easier to be able to do that. There's ten Vestigors, which use Flash. Vestigors are actually quite fine. And the Bulgors, which get the minus two ran three damage, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I can check.
0: I'm pretty sure they're three. I'm, uh, they, they hit like a truck, especially yeah. if uh, if there's a Doom Ball as well. Mm-hmm. They they just absolutely, you know, you know I, I'm used to fighting unit of six bull gore with the doom bull around and they just absolutely mm-hmm. hammer that they, they're probably just as strong as a bloodthirster but yeah. um i love like why would you go beast of chaos for people who are probably new to this and going mm-hmm. they haven't looked at the beast of chaos yet because
1: it was so mm-hmm. restrictive back in the day what is yeah. beast of chaos bringing to the table well let's start with the best of course uh 135 points for 10 it's a one wound but four plus save and when they charge, they get a plus one to hits, if I remember correctly. And so they earn threes and threes, minus one rend, one damage. 10 of them with three attacks, uh, meaning that the Blood Secrator gives them plus one attack. The Wrathmongers give them plus one attack. I think they either have four or five attacks at the end of the day. So that's 50 attacks, threes and threes. Rerolling against the order, I think, which is not that bad because order... Is- Quite a lot of armies of order it's out there lot, right now, of, and and hey, if, so, it,
0: if Stormcast dragons are coming pretty soon, um, mm-hmm. I would I would love a reroll against those things because yeah. I imagine
1: they're going to hit like a truck. And now with that rend isn't that uh, big a commodity? Did you still have minus one rend? But it's again, it's forty or fifty attacks. When I looked in the in the website, it said they come on twenty five millimeter and like yes, square bases. So, uh, so close. They're on 32. They're on 32-mil base, which, yeah. which
0: makes your unit, and there's probably another yeah. call-out as well, is that unit coherency has changed now in 3rd edition, if you haven't noticed. 25-mil um, mm-hmm. bases are worth its weight in gold. 32s, Th- oh, yeah. 32s, you've got to watch out for, especially mm-hmm. if it's a 32-mil base with a 1-inch attack. You'll find yeah. that you won't get all of your models in combat because there's yeah. be too much distance while keeping coherency. But exactly. if they've got a
1: two-inch, if they've got a two-inch range on a thirty-two, mm-hmm. you're fine. Yeah, but so bestigors you're going to get like seven or eight of them in there, which is again, it's a big uh, pile of attacks, with a lot of dice in there. So they will deal the damage, and I don't think that people will look at this and go, "I should shoot the bestigors," when they have to go through twelve different uh, units. Uh, at any rate, you have. Uh, I have to talk about the Lord of Corn on Juggernaut. And again, a little bit of hidden tech that got nerfed. I realized in the last tournament I took part in. Hue the fog gives you plus one and two damage on your melee weapon. And Gore Cleaver, which is probably the best mortal artifact that we got, is minus one rend, and sixes to wound are double damage. Yes. So Lord of Corn and Juggernaut used to have ad 3 a minus one D3 axe, which on sixes to wound is three damage. So, with Hugh the it became four, and doubling that with Gorkleaver is eight. So, six is to wound, dealt eight damage minus two rent. That's no longer the case. You either have to choose the Gorkleaver buff or the Warskroll buff. So, nowadays, it's 2d3 plus two, which again can be eight, but it can also be four. Yeah. Sad. Um, again, I realized that it's still, he, he still dealt 20 damage to a bunch of gluttons when I used them. But he could have done 24, I guess. So uh, that's why the Bloodstalker is there, because you're going to give him reroll wounds. And with a a couple of extra attacks, five attacks on threes and threes, maybe even twos if you use the command ability, because there's nothing else to use uh, on him. There are no other CAs for for him. It's twos and threes, reroll wounds, so you can actually fish for sixes to wound. You'll probably get one, maybe even two in there. So that's maybe one or two, minus two rent, Uh, 2d3 plus 2 damage attacks, which is a good one on a thing that has a 3-up save. So that's pretty useful to to have there. And you have the Wrath of Corn Bloodthirster because he unbinds with a plus 2 save, uh, plus 2 to unbind. He has uh, 2, not even 1, but 2 ranged attacks. Incredible. Don't get too too excited about your shooting phase. (laughs) I mean, the Bloodthirster deals 6 damage, so... If it goes through, and that's a big if, still six damage, and so you also he's also a monster, so they're gonna give you some VPs, and there's only one monster, so you you're only able to give one VP to your opponent. Again, I said yeah. I like my list to have one monster; it's enough. I don't want to give VPs to my opponents through through that. I want to deny tactics, and you can do that with blood type. It's kind of sad uh, that in my Grave Lord's game. I have to say that for people, uh, because I think I haven't said it. In my last tournament, it was a one-dayer. I brought my Archeon list because I was excited. I was in Greece for seven weeks, and I hadn't played any 3.0 games except on the tabletop simulator. And so I just wanted to use my Archeon in 3.0 because it's my favorite mob. And people were like, well, the TO was like, can you not use him? Is it okay if we that no Archeon in the game because nobody else brought Gotrek or Morathi. I'm like, oh, I really want to use him. And I said, he actually asked me that at like 11 o'clock at night while the babies were asleep and I had no other way to go in and actually bring in more units. And I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring two lists. One of them is going to have Archeon. Another one is going to have 830 points that I'm going to fill in. And I'm going to ask my opponents. So I go on the first game against more tribes and said, can I use Archeon? And he's like, no. I, like, Aw, okay.
0: I wish that was an option. I wish I could go to a tournament and go, yeah. no Archeon. No, not no allowed.
1: And th- so I win that game because I'm like, okay, I still have Demon Prince. And that's the guy who wins you tur- the games. So I win that match. And that's where the 20 damage from the Lord of Korn came in. And then the second game was against Gitz with a trog of Hag and a giant squig, Colossal Squig. It was a fun list I have to say. Lots of lots and lots and lots of uh, stabbers, fun one. And I said, "Can I use Archeon?" He's like, "No." And like, fine. And he's I, I the, brought He's got
0: such yeah. a reputation. People are people haven't faced Archeon.
1: They're freaking yeah. out. People are just. Yeah, it's about true. Archeon. They should. They should be afraid. I must say that. So I th- uh, win that game, and now it's uh, me and the other person that went two zero. And he has the Avangori with Manfred uh love lock of eye what was the vanguard? no it was love and two vampire lords and zombie dragon and zombies and skellies and i'm like all right you want two games you have quite a good list it's a huge very new book you have your monsters can i please use Archeon? i'm so tired i was up all night because of the twins and after two games i'm like i this is a dream sequence for me i don't i don't even understand what's going on can i please use Archeon? he's like no And I said, fine. I actually pleaded with him like three or four times. Like, come on, dude, it's the last game. You won. You went 2-0. Let's let's do this. And he's like, nope. And I said, fine. But I'm going to use every dirty trick in the book. And I did. And I won that game as well. I went 3-0 in the tournament. Without Archeon, I must say. And so it was the Demon Prince stopping the charges, redeploying away. That was the game where the Wrath of Corn and Bloodthirster just... He said, I'm going to kill your general. I said, okay, three blood type. Bye. He left. And then he redeployed within uh, the Demon Prince's big aura. And the Vampire Lord could not reach him. But my yeah. Marauders did. And they ate him alive. And that happened twice. And then he, he conceded the game up to round three when both his Vampire Lords were killed by Marauders. So even without Archeon, the tech is what wins the game because if I play against a corn army myself, I know how it works. But there is so much hidden tech in there that is not very, like you said, it's not iron jaws. I'm not saying iron jaws don't have uh, tricks, but it's not very common to have an army that says no, no spell, two blood type. That has happened twice for me in the last uh, ten games, maybe.
0: Or even having like the blood secret of making you re-roll um, your spell and you might then roll a misfire or miscast and take some mm-hmm. damage. Um, yep. I recently played a game against um, the Demon Prince. It was in a, a Legion of the First Prince army. But my opponent, um, so I set up for a three-inch charge, but my opponent did redeploy and even going back one inch makes it a four-inch charge. You're like, okay, that's that's not a big deal that when you then think oh, about is. the rule, no, 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 like on, on a normal in yeah. any other game, like You're right. four inches, yeah. like, oh, okay, I can deal with that. But when you start thinking of the aura of what the, the demon prince does, that yeah. four, halving the, halving the charge, that makes it a lot harder. So if you can get, like, even if you would have rolled a two or a three on the redeploy, mm-hmm. it becomes yes. near impossible to charge it. So um, the re, the redeploy demon prince combo, or the corn demon prince combo is, is really tasty. Um, yeah. I would always have a, I would have a CP up my sleeve for that
1: one. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, like, giving this, uh, having the chance, again, nerfed. You can only normal move with the Blood Tide now. If you were able to retreat with running, oh, and the plus three from Blood that used to be, Arkhan used to be like, by 23 inches away. Like, he's there, now he's not. I used to, I remember playing a game where I actually used Blood Tide to move back get yeah. rebuffed and then go away. He like, he did a pit stop or something. He came back, got buffed from, to the, to the gills and then went straight back to the opponent's army. Um, I've got a burning question
0: for you, Con. I've got a burning please. question because I haven't seen this for years now and that's mm-hmm. just skull crushes. I haven't seen skull crushes on the table for a long time. Now probably actually first edition. So I saw them second edition, you, you know, some rule changes and mm-hmm. things like that came in. I ain't seen them for a while. What brought, mm-hmm. blood, what blood brought the skull crushes to your list, and why would you take two of them? I think that's, yeah, yeah. that's a funny question for me, because normally sure. I don't see them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we start with the General, with the Lord of Corn. He's a 3-up that can deal a lot of damage, and he's quite fast, not that fast. I mean, he's on, he's on a mount, but he still has like 8-inch move, which is not that much, but he's going stick, to stick it out. If there's, I need to say that there's an artifact that makes him even tankier, uh, like yeah. a little bit of tech that wasn't actually used. The Crimson Plate, which is a corn uh, artifact, gives you reroll save rolls of one. So, on a three up Lord of Corn, you can have a two up reroll once. So, which is which, if you want him to stay there, he's not going anywhere. No, at any rate, uh, Lord of Corn makes the mighty Scott Rusher's uh battle line. Yeah, so there's your hold in the line, you have a unit of three, which is 15 wounds and a three-up save. And they also have... you know what? I need to check this one because I know that the Lord mm-hmm. of Horn has a spell shrug actually on him. And while you, yeah, his, well, uh, and yeah. while
0: you search for that, don't forget, folks, you can then use all that defense. Do they have a un, Do they have a unit champion in the? Money? Yes, they do. Can they, they? do. So they so they can then use all that defense and then get plus one to their save, making it a two exactly. plus save. Then they yeah. do have
1: a mortal wound shrug or a spell shrug, <laughs> if I remember correctly. The um, Lord has a five plus uh, wound shrug that comes from spells. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's fine. It's, it's not nothing to write home about, but it's still fine. And the skull crushers themselves, Did they have five? a Skull Hunter. So there's 5 times 3, 15 wounds. They do have a champion. They do get plus 1 to charge. They do get plus 2 to bravery from their uh, Banner Bearer. They do deal some mortal wounds, like uh, 1 mortal wound per model, if you have 3, D3 if you have 6, which, okay, you can go for that if you want. And they have two different attack uh, profiles, which means every plus one attack is actually two attacks. And now that REND isn't that important, uh, volume of attacks is more useful. I always say that REND is not that important. It's not that it's not. It's that there are ways to bypass now REND from your opponent, but your opponent has still paid for it in terms of points. So... They ca- they cost one hundred and seventy points exactly like Orgranthas, so they're more tanky. They're built like a tank anyway. So yeah, that's that's why you have them there, and they can they're a good anvil, I think. Plus they're battleite. Th- so do do you think the changes to
0: coherency? would stop you in third edition from going to a unit of six or unit of nine? Because being battle line, obviously, you can double reinforce them. So you could go up to a unit of nine. But knowing mm-hmm. the way the coherency works, is that a disincentive for you to go as a, into a six or a nine?
1: It would be nice to have the coherence thing happen after six. And yep. now we have it at five. Yeah, that's why I'm lost saying like if... But no, I think it's fine. You can have six. Just like corporantas, you can have six corporantas, it's fine it's not going to hurt that much and would you go nine? if you, would have, you go if nine? you give them a lance no not nine is a bit too much it's 510 points for one unit mm. why you can just go two times six which would be quite interesting it's just 680 points not that bad and i, I mean, if i remember correctly they do have a plus two inch with their lance i mean i haven't sourced all taxes here but that's it doesn't really matter and if, we if, you lose, if you have a two-inch lance lose. it's fine and if you lose one of those skull
0: crushes, you go back to no. five, which means you've got Fine the trade. coherency. So you're you're in yeah. normal coherency rules.
1: So exactly. Yeah. And he, in this case, the bullgors, there's just three of them, so the size of the base doesn't really matter. You're gonna have three of them attacking with plus two attacks from the Wrathmongers and the secreter And the idea is that the bloodstoker is there for the lord of Corn. but you can just as easily swap him for an aspiring deathbringer which is a little aura of 12 uh, inches that gives plus one attack. So in this list, you can actually have uh, plus three attacks, which is quite a lot. And the thing is, it cannot be stressed enough how horrible for your opponent that half and charges is. Like, if you deny your opponent charges, and they're going to try, nobody's thinking that much like the game is so mind taxing nobody's thinking that far ahead you must have a very small percentage of players who think like that so mm-hmm. they will try and fail their charges and now they're sitting right there close enough for your buffs for your auras that don't actually cost uh, CP which is great because it is a CP hungry army mm-hmm. I mean I need to mention something here that the command uh, the heroic action that gives you a command uh, point. Yes. you need to choose the hero that is going to use the command point for the turn. It's not get plus one command point. Correct, correct. You you, you have to say which leader. So if it's your exactly. um,
0: Lord of Corn on the Juggernaut who uses is mm-hmm. it heroic willpower or heroic leadership? If mm-hmm. you roll the four plus on them, then um, only that Lord of Corn in that turn yeah. uh, can use it. So it doesn't roll over so, to your yeah. opponent's turn.
1: Yeah, you used on the Demon Prince which is going to give you a, uh, the free half your runs and charges, or their runs and charges, or on the aspiring Deathbringer. And, and that's going to give you the plus one attack. So there's always things to use it on. If you have Archeon, he has a ton of stuff to do uh, with that command point. So there is a very interesting artifact, the Crimson Crown, that used to be a staple one for Bloodthirster lists, that gives you a free uh, command ability. So, we got some
0: fans in the chat as
1: well. You got I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lava guy. That's why I actually have the paint for the paint god. That's my handle on Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah. And it's another thing there's so much stuff to unpack with corn. That's why I get a bit frustrated. I get a bit sad when people dismiss the, the book as, like, even on Games Workshop site they said, if you remember the new Stormcast, uh, thing like a week ago where they said um when you get charged when your storm get charged they, they deal mortal wounds and since you have bloodbound and orcs uh, charging headlong without thinking i'm like what are you talking about whatever listen, happens listen, to not punching down listen because, don't worry about
0: them Rem- remember yeah. when the og- there was an ogre artifact that triggered a lot of the community where it said the ogres are deadly as ever and Dead at that time, I, course, ogres were yeah. never deadly. They were like yep. deadly yep. as what
1: but <laughs> charging headlong without thinking, there is no that's that's no. not a core player. You're that's like, okay, my my bubble is like this much, and that or is like that much, Corn and I need to use it in the movement. Yeah, corn exactly. plays four D chess. That's what they're doing
0: yeah. because you're thinking so far ahead and you're thinking of bubbles. You, I, I remember the days back in first edition where you literally mm-hmm. just ran forward with blood letters trying to do mortal
1: wounds. I think that that's was, that what was, we're paying for the children if, of second edition, me included and, here. But even, uh, even we like never got that. Yeah.
0: Even Bloodthirsters with the six-inch piling, you don't just run in forward and just try to smash face. You actually set that up for
1: success. You go for the mentioned that. let Let's talk about the apparent, the more, you know, I say it in English, I kind of blanked on the word now. Anyway, the technology that everybody knows about, the six-inch piling with the Rage Thirster. Yes. And uh, with the Fury Thirster, sorry. That six-inch piling no longer works that easy because of redeploy. So you were used to sit outside of three- and pile in six. Now, a three-up redeploy from your opponent denies that, and that's two times out of three. So, that's because they're going to move outside of six. You can no longer uh, pile in. They're outside if of you, six. If you set up three, yes, and you, you say, "Okay, I right, pile like in six.
0: Yes, yeah, so on a redeploy, if they roll one, two, a three or up? three, yeah, if, if they roll oh, one, one two, two, one or two, one or two. No, cause... because if
1: they roll three. They move three inches, which makes them from 3.1 to 6.1. You've
0: got to be, uh, you, you, you ended. Uh,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 6.1. You're no longer able to uh, pile in. So, on a three plus, which is four times mm. out of six, you miss that tech, which I never actually really rated because I thought that if your opponent allows you to do that, you can actually beat them without using it. That's how I feel. And you might use it once in a game. And so I never actually used it that much. It was it was
0: it was great when Slanesh was going around making you fight fast sure. on a two, on a two plus, but that, sure. that, that's yeah. long gone.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's long gone. Um, so that's gone now, which is kind of sad. But there's also another piece of tech that I used to use a lot, and that was when the Book of Iron Jaws came out in 2019, late late 19. Feels like ages ago now, but anyway. I read that they can charge in the hero phase. And I thought, why would you charge in your opponents or in the hero phase? Why would you do that? Like move and then charge. And then I realized that you're able to pile in if you are within three or if you've charged, but that's the rules. If you have charged, you can pile in. That meant that in corn, you could charge at the start of the hero phase, okay? So now you're next to an enemy unit because you've charged within half an inch. And in your movement phase, you could retreat. So you could slingshot however fast your unit is. I used it on Archeon, so 14, plus six from the run, plus three from the um, Bloodstoker. That was a maximum of 23 inches. Or you could slingshot yourself outside of three inches from an enemy. And now combat comes, and you're outside of three, which means you cannot pile in, but you've charged. So you can actually pile in three. So now that's how I actually that was my first Gotrek kill. This is, yeah, is corn, right? Is, well, yeah, corn, right? DHS.
0: Four yeah. D chess.
1: Thing is, I did that against Gotrek in high tide Ideneth. That was the fun, that was the funniest part. That was and that was like because it was round three, I did the move, I charged Gotrek, I moved outside of three of him. And I'm like, okay, high tide, fight. Well, I have nothing to fight. Great. You're done. Okay. Argonus charged. So he moves in. He piled it in twice. He killed him. Quotrek in two-pointer was easier to do. And that was my first kill. So um, I usually did that. I used that uh, move whenever I got the chance. So... I see a very good question by Peter. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, oh, we're yeah, going to talk I'm, about it afterwards. Oh, oh, definitely oh, oh, remind I'm, me, please. I'm putting, yeah. I'm
0: putting, oh, I'm putting on there. So, so we definitely come yeah. to it. It's a good question.
1: Definitely. So that tech is now pretty much gone for the same reason the redeploy exists, because you you can actually you can no longer retreat with uh, three blood type. It's only normal move. Correct. So you can class, charge. Like the language. You can charge oh, sorry, you know what? No, you actually can do that. That's not the problem. You can charge. And then your movement phase, you retreat. No problem. You can no longer run from retreating, but you just no move 14. Yeah. But still, if you sit outside of 3.1, your opponent is going to be like, okay, cool, redeploy. So even if they roll a 1, they're outside of uh, well, they, again, they need Four. to roll 3 up and it's gone. Because you can still pile in 3. You charge. Having said all that, I'm sure that People are gonna forget about it, and I might use it when it counts. But I will have to read my opponent to see if they were if it works against them. Sure so again, so are, so many shenanigans in corn. So much teamwork in corn. No rend in corn. No run in charge. Like I hate the fact that you have corn, an army of berserkers that waddle like pregnant ladies towards the enemy with their movement of five without being able to run in charge. So let's let's let's
0: celebrate. Let's let's. I'm going to take my second shot of uzo, and while I'm done with my Greek coffee, by the way, corn is Greek, by the way. That's why we're doing the the, the uzo. But talk to me about some of the things that maybe you'd love to see, or maybe even like like as the meta evolves and and the game Mm -hmm. evolves. You know, how do you think corn's going to adapt? And um, I know for me personally, I was a bit sad to see. Corn not get any love in the Broken Realm series, so I imagine that maybe was something
1: unexpected. That,
0: that shocked me. That, that really shocked me. I thought that they would touch everybody, and Corn missed yeah. it completely. I don't know. There's a fifth book, a fifth book that was left at the printers, or um, or something big's coming down the track. But yeah. um, what's some of the things that you'd love to see moving forward?
1: Well, uh, every single change in the game overall has hurt. Corn, so I'm a little bit hesitant to see a new book because all of those uh, tricks and shenanigans that I talked about. I'm thinking that they're going to take them away or something. Uh, but still, what I would like to see is, first of all, run in charge. That should be a thing of corn. They should be able to run in charge. Like, what are they tired? Come on. Also, like, if you could reskin, if you could reskin Daughters of Cain and into Corn. If you have an opponent that said, "Oh, I played corn. It was a slaughter fest. It was a blender. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be surprised and like what? Corn? A blender of axes and blood? That should be it." Well, you and I so, were talking not long ago.
0: We said mm-hmm. I-, I would love to see a game where you take your corn models but put mm-hmm. it under a Daughters of iron Cain, Jones, or, or an Man, or yeah or, or, yeah, or, or an angels and just see how it plays because I reckon yeah. you're right. If, yeah. if you had the gen- general rules of Daughters mm-hmm. or the general rules of Iron Jaws and then slot your army in, I reckon it would feel more like what you expect it to feel like.
1: Yeah, I've talked about this. First of all, like I said, if Blood Tithe stays the way it is and it happens at the start of the hero phase and not your hero phase, uh, it's fine. Do not touch it. Touch nothing. Um, if they were able to say you can use it without being depleted, it would be quite strong. And you will see it in good players using that tech. If it was not a maximum of eight, or you can use both summoning and blood type without it being spent. Like, yeah, like uh, Tom from uh, Warhammer Weekly had a great uh, point where he said, uh, like a couple, a few, a long time ago now, said, uh, you can use blood type and get to summon return, like, use yeah. the same number. Like, if you used blood type three, you can bring in five blood letters or whatever. Or what's left that would that would be great that would pool? be great because mm-hmm. again you know what summoning does tend to win matches you can summon five blood letters sit on an objective that's what you do uh, well, that's, that that's, also that's works what, that's, what, yeah. that's what's happening with
0: zench right now zench is doing yeah. so well because yeah. um pink horrors just you know you summon them on they're
1: yeah. just unkillable yeah i'm not gonna touch zench uh but Nurgle. Nurgle also does that which is good and i wanted to say more things there is the skull cannons are disgrace right now. They do nothing. In fact, they're going to make someone's uh, day worse, because they're going to be like, yeah, unleash hell, and they're going to do nothing more than 60% them... of the time. I think I fought them once in six years. Sad times. Sad times about skull cannons, but the Bloodthrone is even worse. So my change for the blood and like, you're like, what? What is that? Exactly. The Bloodthrone should be a priest. If the Bloodthrone was a priest, that would be cool. It's a skull cannon, but with a different build. Or even better,
0: I I was literally pulling out my app, going, "What's a blood? What's a what is that?" The blood throw
1: is the skull cannon, but only melee, and it now counts as a totem, which totems do not really apply for demons. So, okay, that's the eighteen-inch command thing. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can do eighteen inches. They should have changed it into a portable skull altar. They should have given the skull altar uh, rules, maybe even smaller one, but those were next to it. Would be that would actually make it quite useful. Also make it a priest so you can only run demons uh, without missing out on the priests. Uh what else? Um Blood Warriors, they are a sad, sad unit. They used to be my favorite unit. I love them. It was the first actually, the first models I painted were Blood Warriors. That was three years ago now. Uh yeah, three years ago now. And I fell in love with them, but they do nothing. They have threes and fours, no rend. And people say they pile in upon death, which means they give you a second chance to do nothing because they do nothing. They give back mortal wounds to your opponent on sixes to save, but they cannot re-roll their saves. They can get a three up, but they cannot re-roll their saves anymore. Now, you could actually give them a lot of defense back in the day in 2.0. They are great models. Uh, yeah, they are a great models. And people are like, yeah, but they deal mortal wounds, so I'm going to pay 210 points for the chance that I'm going to deal mortal wounds to my opponent when they kill me? Bring Skull Reapers, 2.205. So I would fix Blood Warriors. Blood Letters, they pay for the sins of 1.0. They move 5 or 4. They don't have charge. They have 1-inch reach on a three, thirty-two millimeter base. It's so yeah, bad. And I,
0: th- I think I think what you just said there, and I'll, I'll, I'm going I'm to add one thing to the list, and then we'll like mm-hmm. wrap wrap yeah. things up. But um, I think they I think uh, some of the corn units are paying for the, the the sins of the past. And True. I say that I say that because Stormcast original Stormcast is exactly the same. You look yeah. at original Stormcast like Liberators, and you're like, eh, like they're on a mm-hmm. four plus save. They don't really have rend. They were they were working in a world where four up was a really good armor save that Mm -hmm. now six years later we're we're dealing with blood knights on a two plus we're dealing with armies that are doing mortal wounds at you know in in large scale of mortal wounds so um i think you know some real redesign um would Mm -hmm. would benefit you all and i would love somehow magically the um the the um the corkerath the let's let's find a way to get a corkerath sprue for sale like i know it was
1: built up in the like let's get some corgis on the table yeah, it would be nice to have, like, five of them, maybe. Um, yeah, well, Glowdown, it used to be three chances to do nothing because there was a blood type thing that allowed you to do it again. So I love Karkadrex, Jonathan. Um, yeah. They're great. They're, you, you're no longer able to have them as a general, but no. I. it's sad. It used to be great to have Hugh the Fall on them and Gore Cleaver, which I think Gore Cleaver is for mortals, so they that applies, not Bloodbound, which is the minus one rent double damage on sixes um, one uh, the thing i would like to see from corn is i have no spells my prayers are not quite nerfed my tech is also quite nerfed i will have to charge you so what i would love to see from corn is a way to level the field when you play corn you are made to leave your spell casting at home or your shooting at home in a sense that like we're going to fight this out like that and let's see who does it how would you be able to do that? To be more resistant to spells? To yeah. be more resistant to shooting? That's what I would love to see from Corn. So we're so, melee. Let's see if you can handle it.
0: So there, I, I used to play against Corn quite a bit in old Warhammer fantasy battles. Mm-hmm. And the Bloodthirsters used to have something called the Collar of Corn. And mm-hmm. it was either an automatic. Or a two plus, and and you know someone from from the old world will will actually message me, I'm sure. But you would mm-hmm. ignore spells. It was just straight up corn ignores spells. So I would love things like the the collar of corn returned back on a bloodthirster, and yeah. she's like, cool. They cannot be
1: targeted for magic. Mm-hmm. You are like? I'll no. tell you that what I thought about bloodthirster. We haven't touched on bloodthirsters, and the thing is, uh, they're great. They're, they're maybe probably better now because of the way you can have heroic actions on them, but that's four plus.
0: But they also get monstrous rampage as well, right? True,
1: true, yes. But that four plus hurts them that much in this meta of three plus saves. That's four, four plus. Oh, I a save, save. you're talking the regular yeah. save, yeah. It's yeah. it's quite sad, and they're they get real hit rolls of one, but that's about it, and their damage is on d3 or d6 which is, meh, you know how it is. It's random numbers. You don't want that for your true hammers. So what I would love to see from Bloodthirsters is a way to say this is the epitome of horn. This is melee fighting. You cannot touch me from with spells. You cannot touch me with arrows. Do you remember the Fellowship of the Ring when Balrog appears? When yes. the Balrog appears, the, or the goblins run away and... Um, Gandalf says it's a Balrog of Morgoth and you see Legolas uh, with terror in his eyes but the thing is it's not actually the Balrog it's a flame coming over that's what I would love to see from bloodthirsters when they're not within three of an enemy you cannot touch them like they're a mist of blood or something Like it's a, that would make them terrific and right. terrific I- also has terror in it like, you can only hit them, shoot them, fight them if they are in combat. Because right now, they're just sitting there. You can get run and charged with the Blood Lords, uh, the Baleful Lords, sorry, which is which is actually quite fun. You can play a 3.0 game with five Bloodthirsters and just some Flesh Hounds. Full Demon, you're going to have the time of your life. And I would love to see the Bloodthirsters be actually scary. Yeah. So... I'm sure.
0: I'm sure all of Games Workshop is watching this episode, and they've written lots of notes about what the new blood, the uh, battle tome is going to look like. So, rest assured, folks. Um, Games Workshop's been watching my show. They haven't uh, brought me in Warhammer Plus yet, so they've watched this all and they've written notes down. And this will all be in the new battle tome. Con will mm-hmm. be the the champion of the the Skull Altar. Um, but to kind of bring us home and um, wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about some of the things that you're thinking about with your army moving forward, because the, the meta is evolving, right? Mm-hmm. We've only you know, at the time of this recording, it's what week six, week five of Age of Sigma three, and you know we haven't mm-hmm. seen an FAQ yet for the for the um, for the general's handbook. Um, mm-hmm. We're seeing things kind of evolving, and, and lists are being settled. Mm-hmm. How are you thinking about corn moving forward? Let's let's kind of end it here.
1: Uh, well, if they fix the judgments, the skulls are quite fine. Over, uh, they you know, you move them 16 inches out and uh, uh, within 12, so that's a 28 inch range. You have a minus two to cast within them, so it's uh, they're quite good. I'm looking forward to that change so they do not disappear on a five up now, yeah. But what are you
0: looking for, like, like? What are you thinking about with your army moving forward? Oh, like, okay, you, like what have you well, learned? What are you we thinking are... about?
1: I like the fact that you have a lot of choices in your opponent's face. I actually do enjoy that, and it's how we learn to play. We, As corn players, at the competitive level, you are always active. You're thinking your blood type, you're thinking your buffs. It would be nice if our auras were a little bit more lenient. I would love to see that. Uh, Again, as I said, I'm looking forward to the the Beast of Chaos book. We're going to get some tech there. Like, Doom Balls are fine, Bestigors are fine, but let's see what happens after that. A Battle Tome would be nice. Uh, and at the same time, I really, really enjoy the way my army plays. I, like, I love Archeon. I'm sad that my favorite model for more than two years now, more than two years, I started playing him in spring of 2019 before the Slaves of Darkness Battle Tome. I loved using him with, like, it feels like Korn, how Korn should play. It's an avatar of destruction. And it's kind of sad that I've only had the chance to use him once in a game in 3.0 because literally people don't want to play against him. And so I would be okay if Arkane was 1,000 points. I would be actually okay with that because I just want to use him. Like, and play more like Doc, like, like uh, uh, we with Doc we, we, we here. Yeah. Get we, some rent, get easier attacks maybe, make it feel like when you play Corn, you're going to get blood everywhere so i would like to see that and there's so much stuff we can touch on so much stuff we haven't touched on on um, like chaos gargans i know you like i look i know you like gargons, and now you can have them corn marked and would as someone you, asked
0: i, I was going to yeah. ask you would you bring in a mercenary mega gargon so one of the one of the options can be the uh what's your option is yours the it's the only one Warstopper. it's the only one that does Warstopper. not have
1: yeah it's the only one that doesn't have a missile attack it's like yeah. we cannot get any breaks. Come on, give me a missile attack here. Like, I love him in death. I love him in great lords. The mercenary there has a great sniping attack. We don't get that. Mm. So, I'm not that sure. I'm not so sure. But it's, I do. It's, I also the, bring it's, also the, it's also the slowest of the three. So, between yeah.
0: the Kraken Eater, the Gatebreaker, and this War Stomper, the War yeah. Stomper is the slowest of the three. So, yeah. Um, I think for me personally, I'd probably just go cut more bloodthirsters or upgrade a bloodthirster yep. to Archeon. I, I don't, yep. um, unless you need how a 3-5 like... wound.
1: Yeah, that um, would be nice. Would but would, like... would do you need it actually with the 3 plus save from the skull crushers, which are, they're quite fast and they deal mortal wounds? They're actually quite nice. I don't know. I don't know. Gargans are a little bit, I haven't explored them that much. I need to say that Chaos Gargans, though, how would you like your headbutt to uh, have five attacks or six attacks? Mm. You can do that in corn. You can do that like the headbutt was like five damage, six damage, something like that. Uh I think I think if, if it's the same war scroll as the the um
0: the sons of Behemoth, it's only four four damage. Uh, I think there's some kind okay. of changes. But yeah, like the the man, the, the man crusher slash the chaos gargant. Um mm-hmm. I think there's some sleeper stuff in there. And because you can pull from beast of chaos, does that mean it's you can six damage? Your- Sorry, it did oh, six damage.
1: Cool. So we can have five or six attacks, vicious headbutt with six damage, threes and threes, <laughs> minus three rend. I mean, that's not so bad. You can have get two a, of those, maybe? Yeah. And you can get a Cygor if you wanted a Cygor from Basic of Chaos. You could get
0: probably a Cockatrice, actually. A Cockatrice mm-hmm. would probably be a better option if you were looking for shooting in Corn.
1: Yeah. The thing is that, yeah, uh, there is so much tech, great abilities, weak horse crawls. That's the story of Corn's uh, life in right now. And when you're able to bring in things like Marauders or Knights, uh, or a jack things like that. It's you cannot just you cannot avoid them. Why? Why not use them? I mean, I love using the things I have painted, and I love painting corn because those reds with a little bit of teal there and the lava bases that I really enjoy making. Uh, I love playing my my toys when I when I've painted them. So I'm not gonna say yeah, but they're not pure corn. I'm not a purist
0: in that case. Anyone who. And... who... Anyone who gets blood for the blood god and skulls for the throne of corn, whether you are a mortal or a demon, whether you sit in a Blades of Corn book or a uh, Slaves to Darkness or a Beast of Chaos book, mm-hmm. they are all reaping the tide for the name of Corn.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan asked about working with this army from.
0: and and I was gonna I was gonna finish this off on a narrative spot. Um, mm-hmm. Con, if people want to talk to you and they want to see your awesome army, and your arse- mm-hmm. army is awesome, you should you should also go check out his, um, his demon Prince of corn. It's converted up and it's beautiful. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll put the link down below, but con, what is that link? Where can people find you? I know you're on Instagram.
1: Yeah. It's paint for the paint God on Instagram. I'm um, we're going to link it afterwards on the episode. And also on Twitter, it's paint for the paint one. I don't know why, but again, it was when I made my Instagram it was like, what do I love? I love corn blood for the blood. God is what we shout. So, it's a painting account, so it's paint for the paint god. In my country, I'm a horror writer. I'm an author of uh, horror. And so uh, if it used to say, this is not my bookstagram, by the way, because I had people coming in for that. So it's just a paintstagram for me. So that's where you find me. And last thing is, it's totally outside of Warhammer, but we we'll are finishing with that. I had a contact from a publisher in the States, and they said, we asked for Greek writers of horror, and your name comes up a lot. Can we have a story of yours? We're going to make an anthology uh, for stories from around the world. And I said, sure, I love that. And I sent them one, and they bought it, and it's coming out in December. So I actually made a little bit of a Warhammer inside joke in the story itself, and it's going to be in English. So it's there. I I did that. so yeah so,
0: so the final question before we wrap things up is what army what realm is your army from and why
1: it's uh, it's from the eight points that's the idea it's from the eight points and they serve archeon so everything i make with the lava base is the i hide faces in there there's daughters of Cain faces and dwarves and basically it's souls that are trapped in there so it's from the eight points because i have a Mixed Slaves of Darkness and Corn List. So some of them have that greenish uh, color that is the host of the ones that I've chosen and the Corn one. So it's from the eight points. Come and get us, Death.
0: Um, quick question. Uh, just some confusion coming out of the Beast of Chaos. So Ian Robertson is mentioning that, um, and it's a good pickup there, that Beast mm-hmm. of Chaos. People might be thinking of your second list they're going, wait a second. There's beast of Chaos. How has he got Beast of Chaos when they're no longer an ally to core? They have
1: changed it. They have changed it that every Monogod Allegiance can have one out of four units be Beast of Chaos and they get the mark. Be it Corn, Nurgle, Slaness each. So one out of four can be a Beast. And that's how they fix Beasts now that battalions are gone. So yeah. that's how you do it. You can bring one out of every four. So you can actually have a list where there's one Corn unit, two Slaves to Darkness units, and one Beast of Chaos unit. So out of four, you can do that. Uh, one, two, one. So you can do it, or two, one, one, for example.
0: Yeah, if you if you, if you played yeah. Cities of Sigmar in the past, it's the same type of rule. One in four can be Stormcast. In Tempest, Diets, mm-hmm. one in four to Carriage and Overlords. Exactly, um, and yeah. They, 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 they did brought that the same concept. Yeah, so they brought the same concept. So, yes, one in every four. So if you've got an eight-drop list, two of them mm-hmm. could be uh, BOC. So especially mm-hmm. if they get an updated book, means you're going to reap the benefits just like Cities players have been doing with Stormcast. But uh, right. I will leave it on the note here that Archfey has mentioned, and that is Blood for the Blood God, Skulls for the Throne of corn um for me it's for the good
1: boys uh, the hounds yeah <laughs> it's true the flesh hounds that that's the biggest that's the issue with me I've never painted one I haven't had them so I think they're our best battle line right now but my it's demon prince, you're going to see him he actually has a flesh hound for a face because people ask where's the face from I said don't you recognize the best boy which is yeah. on the cover the star yeah, of the good. cover he's right there that's where
0: it he, comes is a from. Good, he is a good boy. I play I play uh against Matt Campbell, um, who's one of Australia's I think one of the Australia's best corn players. And mm-hmm. um he loves his doggos. He's always running his bloodthirsters with doggos, especially now yeah. with all the unbinding and the cheap screens. They're a good, good They're great. to include. They're great. But um, everyone's enjoying your cast. Thank you very much, Con. Thank you, everyone who streamed and checked us out. Um, you all know the deal. Like, subscribe, hashtag mm-hmm. best blood corn episode ever and uh <laughs> i'm gonna go and uh, go do stuff all right yep. thanks everybody
1: thank you so much everyone Naskala.
0: thanks for sticking around until the end i hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas if you did i would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below